What's up, nerds? Welcome back to another GD podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco. A little late to the show on this one. Uh, I should have put this out about a week and a half ago, but uh, life. So here we are. We are covering the GCP Rifle Club Regional Qualifier PRS match. This was held down at the JTAC range down in Mulberry, Florida, which is about 40 miles inland from Tampa. This match took place on the 24th of July, so nice and hot and soupy and messy and full of mirage, but it was a great time. Um, want to just kind of go over some of the basics of the match and how everything shook out and give you some pointers if you haven't shot this match before. So first off, Rick Scrivens was the match director for this particular match. Uh, Corey Adamski, his partner in crime, uh, was also out there helping, um, making sure everything was set. We made sure that the course of fire was ready to go that night in the hotel and did all the iPads and practice score and got all that stuff loaded up easy peasy. So Rick was the match director with Corey being the right hand man and me just sitting there looking pretty, um, Met the boys down there. I went to the range uh, when I got down into that area just so I could make sure that I knew where I was going to go first thing in the morning. Then I went to Walmart to just pick up some water and some snacks or whatever. And I messaged uh, Rick and Corey. And they didn't get my message. So I was just going to like pull off, find a rest stop or whatever, blow up my air mattress, call it a day. And they messaged me and was like, hey, we're getting food. Rolled over there with them. They asked me where my hotel was at. I told Rick it was uh, the San, the twenty twenty one Santa Fe, and he thought that was the address, and that's just the make and year of my car. So we had a good chuckle there. Um, they had a, uh, a hotel already booked, and it had a pull-out couch, so they were generous enough to let me uh, play Little Spoon at the hotel and hang out work on some practice score, grab a shower after driving eight hours down there. And then we were up, well, yeah, we were up at about 5.36 o'clock. Everybody got ready, got our crap, got downstairs, uh, got some coffee at the gas station, fueled up, and then drove out to the range. Um, This range in particular, you're not allowed to go hot until, I believe, 8 o'clock. Um given the fact that it's not necessarily in a residential area, but there are some houses and some um, properties extremely close to the range. So I guess they hold off so that we're not blasting first thing in the morning. Um, Got all my gear set up, got checked in, um, got down, confirmed zero, everything was great, got squatted up, and then... I think we had like five or six squads. There was about 40-ish shooters total. Yeah, 41 41 shooters. Um, So not a bad turnout. I mean, it's South Florida. So I know a lot of people give South Florida crap for shooting against the same 40 folks every month um, and getting points. Um, 
put your fucking money where your mouth is. Drive down there and shoot against them then. Like, get your ass down to South Florida. Yeah, it's a fucking drive. I drive from Navarre, damn there, the Alabama border, and I drive all the way down there. Fucking carpool. Let's go. Like, I got space in my car. Like, drive with me. I'll do all the fucking driving. We'll drive down there, shoot the match, and then you can stop complaining about shooting against the, you know, the South Florida boys only shooting against the same 40 people. You know, it takes me eight hours to get there. The closest range for some of those guys is Swainsboro at like seven hours, eight hours to get to Swainsboro. Because Altus doesn't do PRS matches and neither does Blakely. So the two closest ranges to them don't even freaking do PRS matches anymore. So unless you want to be part of the solution or come down there and shoot a match with them, just shut the fuck up. That's my two cents. Um, But got started. Um, I was on Rick's, uh, I guess, Team GCP uh, squad, um, helping out doing some of the squad mom stuff. We started on, where did we start? We started on the hay baler. Um, So they did a really good job. There was only like two stages in the sun the entire day. Everything else was underneath the shade, underneath the overhang. So it was super nice, super convenient. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of room for your gear underneath the overhangs, but at least you were there out of the shade or out of the sun in the shade. They had plenty of water, plenty of snacks, um, chips, gummies, electrolyte powder mixes, all kinds of stuff to make sure that people were staying hydrated. It was in the 90s. It was super freaking hot. Um, Of course, me being in pants and long sleeve shooting i did change after the match was over and just some shorts and a t-shirt for the drive back but yeah it was it was hot regardless but stage 10 hay baler we'll get into uh we'll get into the stages uh hay baler uh engage ipsic big then small from five positions on the hay baler the top is considered one positions it was at 613 yards uh all the par times were 90 seconds so a little bit faster than some of the other ones um i got a seven on this one I shot eight rounds. I timed out. Um, the bat, my back came loose. I was using that new Armageddon gear, uh, brazier or bra, or whatever they're calling it, and I looped it through. But I didn't know that I, you do have to use the two side Velcro patches on the side um, to attach the side of the bag so it doesn't like flop loose. So I find, kind of fought with my gear a little bit, um, but all in all, like. I'll take a seven on the first stage of the day. Um, let's see. Do to do eight shots, two bad pulls and bad came loose. So I had a bad pull, but apparently I made an impact. Um, and I had one bad pull that I didn't have an impact. So I dropped three on that stage. And then we had to take the far walk all the way over to the beginning of the, uh, so all of these stages were across two bays and then one out in the open. And the hay baler was one that was in the sun. So we got that guy out of the way nice and early. Uh, stage one was a trash panda uh, bench. And 
Uh, bench and shopping cart. Shooter will engage the Ipsic Coyote. The Ipsic and Coyote near to far from the bench. And then uh, the shopping cart. And then the bench again. So basically with this one, we had a Ipsic, a small Ipsic at 362. And then a Coyote at 500. And um, it was nine rounds. So you're going to go Ipsic, Coyote, Ipsic off of the bench, move to the shopping cart, and then do it again. Ipsic, Coyote, Ipsic, move back to the bench, Ipsic, Coyote, Ipsic. Um, I cleaned this one. I got a nine. Uh, we got this one on video, and you can hear me when I break the lost shot saying, aw, shit, thinking that I missed it. Um, I must have clipped it on the edge because it didn't rock like the other impacts I had been seeing, so I thought I missed it but the spotter called it an impact. He said that I just barely clipped it on the edge. So, um, and in the video, you can see me come off the gun pretty damn quick. Uh, once I shot it, I didn't stay in the gun. So if I would have stayed in the gun, maybe I would have actually seen that impact. So trash Panda got a nine out of nine. Um, the steps, this was shooter will engage the Ipsic target with one round big then little move to the next step shooter will move back and forth between two steps after two rounds being fired for a total of two positions so um one position big small next position big small move back um, i got an eight on this one so i missed two uh one miss and then uh, one f uh, failed to engage, so I missed one, and I timed out on another. This is where I had a bunch of mag issues. Um, got this on video, too, which I'm glad. I'm glad Corey was standing on the side of me to actually see what the hell was going on. So I have determined that if I load the – because I'm running the, the MPA BA comp chassis. If I load my bag heavy into – that um basically the bag rider built-in bag rider right there and my mag contacts that bag in any way it's gonna fail to fail to feed so i have to make sure that i'm backed off of it a little bit and that i'm getting nice smooth uh and reliable feeding from my magazine um i guess when i was coming down i dropped the rifle on the bag and it like caught the bottom of the magazine and then it just failed to failed to feed from there so um got some good diagnosis out of the video from that but i did get an eight i dropped one and failed to engage another one so down two on that one um dub bench uh shooter will engage ipsic near to far with one round uh, from the three horizontal positions on the bench, shooter cannot alter their scope in any way. Mag elevation focus once the stage begins. Um, this was a nine-round stage, and I got an eight. Um, there was an Ipsic at 100, 298, and 498. Uh, once again, 90 seconds. I missed nine off the left-hand side. Um, I did have another mag issue. Um, just a small one. I was able to correct it pretty fast and just uh, pulled, that, pulled that shot just off the left. 
Um, so you couldn't adjust parallax or uh, dope or anything. So this was a mandatory holdover stage. And basically what I did is I took my rifle off to the side um, right before I was up and just kind of held it up there and dialed the parallax for the far the, or the for the middle target at 300 and called it good and then um, made sure that my f uh, zoom was set at about 16 and then just let her rip. Um, I was able to, uh, like I said, get a, uh, get an eight out of this one with just missing the one shot. Um, not too bad. It did suck because, um, one of the GCP guys, I think his name is Jeremy. Um, one of the, the newer guys or younger guys, I say young, like he's not a grown ass man, but I consider myself to be old as fuck. So, um, I was spotting and I was kind of like watching him go between positions. And then I saw him just reach up there and like spin his, his zoom. And then, you know, when he got done, I was like, Hey man, did you touch your zoom? And he's like, crap, I did give me a zero. So, uh, he unfortunately zeroed that stage. I don't think he was the only one that did it that day. Um, but it's just one of those, one of those mental, mental checks that you got to make sure that you do. Like I know some people put blue painters tape all over their scope so they know not to touch it or adjust anything or, um, do anything that can, that can cause them to screw up and l lose the entire stage. And I had to stop myself from doing it too. I put a piece of, um, painters tape over my, my parallax wheel. So I wouldn't touch it. Um, getting stumpy with it. Shooter will engage Ipsic with one round from five positions moving left to right. Shooter will then repeat in the reverse order. 10 rounds, 500 yards. Um, I timed out on this one, like with, uh, 10 thousandths of a second before I pulled the trigger. Um, I did get a nine. Um, I almost dropped my gun apparently. Yep. That's what I wrote. I almost dropped my gun. So when I went to pick it up, it like, I think I, my hand slipped cause obviously it's hot and I'm sweaty. Uh, my hand slipped and I kind of recaught it. Um, didn't point it in an unsafe direction. It was downrange the whole time the mag was in, but the bolt was back and then, uh, took a knee, uh, when I should have, uh, stood up. So if I would have just stood up instead of taking that knee, cause I took a knee and then I stood back up. And so like that cost me fractions of a second. If I wouldn't have made that mental error, I probably could have gotten my 10th round off and sent it and possibly gotten an impact, but I timed out. So I didn't get that, um, I wasn't able to uh, get that 10th engagement, so I dropped one on that stage as well. But I did like that because it was like this really screwed up looking stump with a bunch of like offshoots. So if you think about like where when a tree finally gets to mature age and it starts to split off and it's got all these different um, branches where it starts to V out or excuse me, Y out and become a, a bigger tree, it basically took that and we had to shoot five different positions. So you might've been shooting off of the top of a, a limb and then in a crevice or, a, or in a Y section. And then there was a smaller one off to the far right side where you had to 
engage two shots from that one position. So I really liked it. It was it was interesting. Um, haven't shot off of a, a tree stump like that in a while, so it was a lot of fun. But got a nine out of that one, so uh, not bad. Uh, barrel, spool, barrel. Now, I did not do good on this stage. Um, I wouldn't say this was my worst stage, but once again, I'm always telling myself, don't try something new, don't try something new. And then I watch Corey and I watch Rick run through this thing and get, you know, nine, uh, eight and nines and freaking clean the stage with a tripod. So I'm like, well, I'm cool. I'm going to do that. Not so much. Uh, shooter will engage Ipsic target with three rounds from each of the positions. Um, 426 yards. Um, it was a nine-round stage, and I got a five. Now, barrel, spool, barrel. It was a wobbly-ass plastic 55-gallon drum. The spool was laying on its side so you were shooting off the rounded centerpiece and then it was a 55 gallon rubber drum on its side if i'm not mistaken um i had one miss and three failures to engage so i never got to i got to the third position but never fired from the third position um i fired six rounds and got a five that's where my one miss and three ftes come from one was off the right when I was holding um, 0.2 right wind. Uh, 0.2 left was good. Uh, I'm just slow with a tripod is is the notes that I, I jotted down um, on that. So just slow with a tripod. Um, I listened to another podcast, uh, Max Ordnant with Tyler Hughes and they're kind of going over a tripod segment and I practiced a little bit with a tripod, not a lot, not as much as I maybe should have. Um, but like setting my rifle down or carrying my rifle with my left hand, carrying the tripod with my right hand. That way I'm setting the gun down and then bringing the tripod in and my hand is already on the tripod so that when I let go of the tripod, it just goes straight forward. It's already around my arm, grab the pistol grip, and then I can just come back, grab the back of the rifle and um, engage my hand to the rifle, to the tripod leg, to where I'm making sure that I'm not, uh, uh, or making sure that I'm as stable as possible. Um, I was just kind of screwing that up. I'd use my right hand instead of my left hand. I've got my bag. Like everything was just kind of, uh, kind of dicked up. Um, maybe I should have attached a bag to, to my gun and that would have made it better. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to go back to the, the drawing board on that one and, and figure out, um, maybe I'm just not a KYL shooter. Who knows? Um, the spool KYL, maybe I'm not a tripod shooter. That's what I meant. Um, spool KYL. Shooter will engage a KYL from the spool. Shooter must hit the target twice to move on. I had one miss and one FTE. Um, I got an eight on this particular stage, so I dropped two. Um, not sure which one I missed, and I timed out on the very last, very last target or very last. Uh, plate to engage so got an eight i was happy with that a lot of people were struggling with this 
it was a pretty wobbly um, spool. It wasn't super sturdy, super rock solid. It was a little on the wobbly side. Um, some people were getting like threes and fours and fives on it. I think um, Mike Kusick, eh, let me see. I think he got a... Uh, I think he ended up with Yep, he ended up with a 6 on that stage. So me and Mike were going back and forth and we're uh points wise. So we're going to we're going to cover that in a minute, but yeah, so I felt really good with an 8. I really needed it. Um and then we get, like I pick him back up and then we get right over to strong side weak side and I freaking take basically take a giant shit in my pants. Um, shooter will engage targets with one round each near to far from the bench using their strong side, weak side, strong side, weak side, strong side, distance 791, and then 985. Um, I had four misses and four fails, failure to engage. So I only got six rounds off. I only got two impacts and I timed out. So I dropped eight points on this stage. It was terrible. I got down. Um, fired my first two rounds. Um, I believe I missed both of them or I, maybe I hit one of them, went to the weak side, shit the bed. Didn't, uh, I saw where my impacts were going and then tried to correct each time. Um, but then you're completely breaking position. So it's like shooting all over again. Yeah. The wind may stay the same or it may change a little bit. But in that time that you're switching from your left to your right or vice versa, it's killing – It's the wind has an opportunity to change because the wind gets a say, right? And then I switch back over to strong side. I engage the first target and get a hit and then miss the second target and then go to switch again and time out. So that was a really bad stage. I got a two on that one. Mike got a three. So we were pretty close neck and neck on that one. Um, and then there was the ladder bench. Um, shooter will engage a pig with two rounds from the ladder bench ladder bench ladder shooter may use uh, shooter may only use one bag no other equipment may touch the prop or the rifle so literally you get one bag so you can't like um, use your bipod and a bag on the bench you can't use a bag and tripod rear on the ladder. So it's really, it's truly is a one bag stage. Um, I was able to get a 10 on this one. Um, I held straight up wind. I mean, it was a big fucking pig at 518. Um, I held uh, probably three quarters high, um, three quarters of the target high. So not perfectly dead in the center i held a little bit high um just because i didn't want to pull a bad shot and then drop it right between his legs um because that was it was a wider target than it was a tall target um very similar to your nrl hunter style target being an animal and then um went clean on this one got a 10 um just just rocket rolled with it um i did a standing a low standing on the bench and then a high standing on the ladder and just let her eat and it 
and it ended up working out for me. Um, the last stage, stage nine for us, was the strap. Shooter will engage the IPSC targets, big then small, with two rounds each at uh, the green car and the gray car. Shooter may only use one bag. No other equipment may touch the prop or the rifle. Um, now, this was just like a three or four inch yellow cargo strap that was tied to the rafters of the overhang and legit shaky as shit. Um, this wasn't a stage where you could bring any other equipment. Um, we tried to like gamify it as much as we can. Um, like, uh, uh, Morgan King says like, it's a game. So let's game it long as we're not cheating. Um, I tried to use, I read the rules of the stage as, as required. Shooter may use one bag. No other equipment may touch the prop or the rifle. So nothing was touching the strap, which is the prop and nothing else besides my bag was touching my rifle. But like I used, I wanted to use something else as support. Um, Somebody in a different squad had an issue with it brought it to the MD. MD said, yeah, you can't do that. I said, fair enough. And I shot it the exact same way everybody else shot it, even though my idea was better. Shot it the exact same way. Ended up getting a six out of an eight. Um, A lot of people did not do very good on this stage. Um, If we look at the scores, the... The winner of the match got a four on that stage. Um, seven, seven, seven. Nobody cleaned it. The highest was a seven out of eight. Um, just fucking how that breaks down, I guess. Like, like it was a tough damn stage. Um, the way that it was set up was... Uh, the way that it was set up is there was a, like, if you're facing downrange, there was a car off to your about 45 degrees to the left, and you had to engage the big target with two rounds, small target with two rounds, and then you had to shift, and then it was about a 25 to 30 degrees off to your right-hand side, so you couldn't just simply, like, turn the rifle or angle the, tar- the the rifle just a little bit. You did have to change positions, which I did think gave it a little bit more of a difficulty rating seeing how you weren't able to just move the rifle a little bit. You did have to turn your whole body, which made you break position and kind of readjust and then settle back into a solid as possible position and then go ahead and try and break your shots uh, and not miss. Um, I did drop two shots on that one. Uh, so I got a six, not a seven. I got a six on that, um, which is still damn good considering nobody cleaned it. Um, so I'm happy with that. And then that was my day. Um, so I ended up in 10th overall with 72 poss- or 72 points. 
um, 10th place. And then, um, so 10th was 72, 9th with Herb uh, was a 73. Aaron Kincaid was also a 73. Greg Parks was a 74. Mike Parr, 75. Zach Montgomery, top five, was a 75. Uh, Corey Adamski at fourth with a 78. Jared Smith, 79. Kendall was a 80. And then Mark Vogel in 83. Now, Mark Vogel's on fire. He's won like his third match in a row. Um, so he's burning it down right now. Um, this was a qualifier, so he's definitely... He, he's definitely qualified up there in points um, for the Southeast region, at least. Um, so going into this match, I was third or fourth or something like that. Um, I had already won a regional qualifier like two weeks prior at uh, SFPRA down at Corey's place um, down there at the ranch. Um, which I really wanted to be the first, I really wanted to be in first going into the finale come October, or November, whenever it is. Um, so my goal was to be at 300 again. Um, I didn't really care about being first to 300. I just wanted to be to 300 and, uh, lo and behold, I am, I was, I was the first to 300 um, in the Southeast. So I'm super, super stoked about that. Um, now just because I'm the first one, two, 300 does not mean like that I'm going to stay there by any means. Cause we got some damn good shooters, um, in the Southeast that are shooting in the production game. So, um, that's just what it is. Uh, would I like to improve on my position from last year being third? Sure. Why not? Would I love to love to win? Sure, of course I would. Um, am I going to try? Hell yeah, I'll try. Um, but you know, other shooters get a say. So if we look at the production standings right now, um, I'm in first. Daniel Daniel uh, McElroy is at 298. Clay Webster 297. Mike Rogan, 293. Mike Kusick, 291. Um, uh, Brandon Massey, 290. Um, now, if we if we sit there and we go about Mike and I over the last two years we've been shooting together, like, it's tick for tat, man. Like, um, he, like we're always giving each other shit about shooting or, you know, in friendly competition, like, Oh, I'm going to take you out this weekend or, you know, you better bring your A game cause I'm coming for you. So me and Mike push each other to shoot, to shoot well, which is awesome. Um, he, last year he was running a six creed out of a Ruger precision, uh, with a strike Eagle. And then he switched up to a little pole five to 25 um, I was shooting my two, two, three. So he had better ballistic performance in a weaker platform. And I had a better platform running a, an MPA with a weaker caliber. So I think we we're kind of tied up on that, um, 
for last year's standing, but this year we're basically shooting the exact same rifle. We're both shooting PMR Pro 2s, um, both in 6BR. He's running a Leupold. I'm still with a Strike Eagle. Um, me and him basically went tit for tat all day long on stages. I know, um, like for instance, on the strong side, weak side, he got a three and I got a two. So that one was kind of a wash on the KYL spool. I got an eight and he got a six. Um, so I like got one point back. Um, spool barrel spool, like he got an eight, I got a five. Um, on the stump, I think we both got nines. Like, so we literally went back and forth all day long. Now, ladder bench ladder is where I definitely pick some up in the fact that, um, for something happened, like, and I was paying attention, but I wasn't like giving him shit while he was shooting. Cause that's not what I would want him to do for me, but he was shooting like a half mil low underneath the, the pig. So he ended up getting a five on that stage and, like, we were trying to diagnose. I'm like, hey, is everything tight? Did you have too much pressure on the bell? Like, were you pushing it? Like, unstable? Like, we're trying to figure it out. And he's like, I don't know. And then he went to the next stage and, and did fine. Um, but I will say this. When I was getting sh- – they were kind of going a little bit slower than our stage. So we were waiting on them. When We would get done with the stage, and we would be waiting on them to start shooting the next stage. And – um, I had to shoot the strap and he had to shoot the strap in the hay baler. Um, I was getting ready to shoot my last stage and he still had two stages to go. And then I did like, I was writing down what my score was and I was writing down how many I dropped on the side. Um, and he's like, Oh yeah, what are you down? I was like, I haven't added it up. And Herb's giving me a hard time. He's like, Oh, you don't know what you did. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, really, I haven't added it up. I don't know how many I'm down. He's like, well, add it up real quick. I was like, I don't want to get in his head and I still have a stage to shoot. So he was busting my ball. So I come succumbed to peer pressure because what else is new? And, uh, I added up and I'm 21 down. Mike is 21 down. <laughs> And he's like, great. I was like, he's like, so you have to not do well on this next stage and I have to clean the next two stages. I was like, you don't have to clean them. You just got to get better than what I got on both of both of these stages. And he's like, well, we'll see how that goes. And he had the op- he had the opportunity to 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 get me on those. So he shot the strap and he got a four. It was a tough stage. So he shot the strap and he got a four. And then I was like, okay, I need a five. And then he's got to get less tie or get less than me on the hay baler. And Mike's a good shot. Like he, he has beaten me more times than I've beaten him. So I was like, well, I'm going to give it all I've got. So that hopefully I can, I can walk away with another win. And, uh, Sure enough, I got that six. He got a four, and I got a six. So, you know, I dropped 23. He, at that point, had dropped um, 25. So I've got it in the bag right there. Um, But I don't know where anybody else is at. And I was like, well, maybe he won't bleed anything else off on this last one. Um, 
and he ended up getting a six out of seven, I believe, on the hay baler, which um, once again was kind of a difficult stage. I mean, I got a seven on it first stage of the day. So, um, yeah, I was able to beat Mike, and then we sat there and kind of looked at um, who the other production shooters were in the match, and um, there was five of us. It was me, Mike, Fred, Nick, and Calvin. Um, and myself at 72, Mike at 66, Fred at 60, um, Nick at 60, and then Calvin at 48. So, I mean, I didn't demolish anybody. I didn't run away with it, but like, it was a, it was a, it was a, a good match. Um, a little different as far as the times they were, they were definitely 90 second stages, um, fast paced. Cause we did have smaller squads and they do try and run it a little bit faster so that, um, you're not cooking out in the sun the whole time. Um, I did end up driving back that night. Um, that match is on a Sunday for the sheer reason they, uh, that's when the range is closed and they can, they can get the time to set up and host a match out there. Um, I will say this, it's not that, um, we didn't have targets real far away, but the, the weather out there, it is so humid that the mirage is just terrible by 11 30, 12 o'clock. So they do put the targets, I would say relatively closer, try and keep stuff within 800 yards um, in the summertime, just so that Mirage isn't so bad that you can't see the target or see the impacts on the target. But all in all, really, really good match. Um, like I said, Mark Vogel, Kendall Simpson, and uh, Jared Smith, Corey Adamski, and then Zach Montgomery round out your top five. Um, Corey Adamski took your top tactical. I took your top production. Um... Top gas gun was Ronald Holcomb. And then we did have a lady. I just don't know where she's at in this. Was it Caitlin Smith, maybe? I'm trying to run. Nope, it was Kimberly Hennessy at 15th with a 66. Just running through. Yep. So Kimberly got top lady on the day. Um, top junior was. Oh, God, I don't want to lie to you guys. I know you probably don't care, but I care. Um, middle lady junior. Uh, Kira Simpson was our uh, top junior with 52 impacts. Uh, Gavin Davis got to shoot with him again. Uh, he was right behind her with uh, 51 and then Emma at 48. So our juniors were super close, which is awesome. Uh, so we did have three juniors out there. Um, so super, super dope on that. Uh, yeah, so kind of talked about the you know, who was setting it up and who was running it with, uh, 
Rick Scrivens at a GCP. I've put his um, shop's website in the description, so go ahead and check him out. And then I also put BPO Tactical Corey's company in there as well. Went over the stages a little bit. Went back and forth with me and with me and Mike um, in our endeavor to beat each other at production. So that was. It's a good, healthy fun challenge not only are we like shooting to do the best we can we're also shooting to beat each other just for the bragging rights um brandon massey wasn't there so we couldn't talk crap to him but brandon massey is another one of our friends that we shoot with that we're always trying to beat so um once again guys i do appreciate you guys listening we are well on our way to breaking 2,000 listens now that may not sound like a lot but that is a lot to me because I'm only 28 episodes into this whatever adventure this is. And we've got 1,844 plays. So we've been doing pretty good. We've been getting some solid listenership. Uh, we had a really, really, really good day. I'm pulling it up right now. On the July 5th. July 5th, we had a whole bunch of plays. Um, so that was super, super exciting. Um, I'm looking at my analytics like you guys care once again. Um, but yeah, like when the arena episode came out, you guys really hopped on there and, and really pushed that one and had a whole bunch of plays. So super appreciate you guys listening to all that um, and going back and listening to the previous, previous podcasts. Um, super appreciate you guys doing that. Um, we've had a lot more pickup since the beginning of the year, since I actually started putting these things out a little more frequently. So once again, super appreciate you guys. We got um, average of, you know, almost 70 plays per episode. Um, we got, you know, 92% of you guys are out of the out of the states so we do have some international listeners um you guys are from the ages of 23 to 27 primarily but no um super cool i super appreciate you guys it's kind of fun looking at the different analytics and stuff like that but um yeah super super appreciate you guys um and all that you guys are doing to support us, um, planning on doing the, the giveaways again. Um, I'm probably going to do the next giveaway next week, um, with the ammo wallet thingy that I got from Coltac UK. So, um, be looking for not this episode, but episode 29, I'm going to do a giveaway. So pay attention. Um, if you guys have any questions, hit me up. Hot GD Rod on Instagram, or you can follow the podcast page at another GD Podcast, all one word on Instagram. You can hit me up on my personal Facebook. You can hit me up on my email, guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com. All right. If you guys could go ahead, leave a comment, leave a review, give us five stars on Apple. Share an episode with your friends. It helps grow the analytics. It helps tell people that people are looking for us. 
and helps put this podcast in front of other people. So if you could do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. And then tell me what you guys want to hear. Do you want to hear me just keep doing updates and recaps or do you want me to do more interviews or tell me what you guys want? Cause I'm here for you guys. So I hope you guys have a great week and we will see you out at the range until next time. Keep your powder dry later.